Okie dokie. Hope you're doing well. Thursday afternoon, we are out of the... We've pinged the gates. That's what they say in racing, Coach K. Uh, and I reckon that's what we've done today. We have got a massive show coming up. G'day, afternooners. Thanks for tuning in. However you are listening, SEN welcomes you to our very broad house of worship. So there would have been a blow-up because I heard that there were tickets given away to the Golden Eagle on the breakfast program. There were tickets given away to the Golden Eagle on the morning program. And I walked in today and said, do we have tickets? Everyone relax. Tickets for you and three others to the Golden Eagle, Rose Hill Gardens, Saturday the 4th of November. So tickets at the races dot com dot au and the hundred dollars cash all thanks to Tristan and the team up there at Top Sport that's still available as well we're doing it all thanks to SBS Fence remember portable toilet and temporary fence hire in Sydney go to sbsfence.com dot au a big cheerio to all the listeners up there at SENQ 693 a.m. in Brisbane SEN 1170 a.m. in Sydney SEN 1620 a.m. that's up there on the Gold Coast SEN app anywhere anytime if you want to be a part of the program, we encourage you openly to do so. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Even if you've just returned from Nashville, where you've been at a 50th birthday party, you can still text the program, 0457-736-736. Big article gone up online, Sydney Morning Herald website from their chief rugby league reporter, Adrian Prezenko. This relates to Des Hasler v Manly. And the showdown that may or may not be coming in a court near you. Uh, we'll have all the latest with Adrian, who's going to join us in the studio. So that is exciting as well. Rabbitoh CEO Blake Solly. If you're a CEO's fan, indeed, if you're a fan of the game of rugby league, Blake is one of the very impressive CEOs in the league. If you've got a question you want to ask, we've got to ask him around you know, a lot of the things that have happened with the, the Rabbitohs, with the, their pathways and their development and um, looking at the track that they are forging with the Townsville Blackhawk and uh, Kibra Park, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, Koori Knockout. We've, there's a lot to ask. There's a lot to ask. Sydney Kings player. Now, when it says Sydney Kings player, so former NBA star Denzel Valentine in the house. Thank you very much. So this is for the crossover, the program we do on a Thursday afternoon. So um, we are excited to have Denzel. I think I'll get a photo with him. No, well, why not? Coach K, don't shake your head at me like that. You know how much I love my basketball. Uh, and MC and presenter, Glenn Hawke, who's looking after the WBBL. First game today up there at North Sydney Oval. So he's going to pop by for a chat too. We'll have a chat around Pacific Championships as well. So very, very busy program. But let's get into it. Stories of the day. We'll start there with the non-sanctioned sporting events that the NRL is expressing, quote, unquote, key concerns around players getting injured. This is on the back of the stuff that we've covered over the course of the last few days. Josh Adokar saying he was concussed, and then earlier Tyrell Sloan had injured his ankle. So at this point, well, for 2024, the NRL agreed for insurance cover for players at the Koori Knockout and the Queensland's Murray Carnival. But this decision is going to be reviewed for 2024, and they're going to include boxing in that as well too. So this point, and we've got to ask Blake about this. So, well, where where does it start? Where does it stop? So, really interested on this one. Uh, there is reports that there was a player injured last year in the Koori knockout who did not get 
consent from his club to play and sustained a major injury. So I was back looking at who got injured in the uh, Koori knockout last year and I couldn't find a name, but you might be able to help me with that one. So uh, that would be good. Uh, also, 18th team, we had it. Michelle Bishop, uh, we'll speak to Adrian Prezenko about it. 18th team, are you satisfied that a team out of PNG is the right decision? Now, they won't be based in PNG. They'll pay the majority of their games at PNG. I would suggest that uh, all families would be based in Cairns uh, because it's a very hard sell to tell people, hey, go to Port Moresby and uh, you can live your life there. It, it's it's very challenging from that point of view. So you might like to tell me, have we done or has the NRL done the right thing, if we assume that it is correct, in making PNG the 18th team? The point I made with Matty White was if it's if they're just stopping at 18, then I think you need to be really careful about where the franchise is located and for the reasons that you're doing it. If there's 19 and 20 to be added, then I think that's not as important. Latrell Mitchell has slammed Max Krillich. Do we want to? All right, I'll get it just briefly, though. All right, just briefly. I know, listeners. One in, all in, he says. This is via Instagram uh, stories. Do you understand stories? What, they last for 24 hours or something, don't they? Yeah, okay, stories. Well, make a song that includes Indigenous people. Maybe change the date or, I don't know, even a voice to be heard. All right, that's enough. I'm not doing any more on that because we've done three days of it. So there you go. Jerome Luai, it looks like he – well, it won't look like it. He has, certainly via the Black Money Enterprises Instagram page. He has signed on, Jerome Luai. So that's Walk Wright and the team there. Uh, Danny Widler was first reporting that. So if we go back to what we know already, $800,000 is about top offer from the Penrith Panthers. Market value, you tell me, people, 0457 736 736. What is the market value of Jerome Luai? Could it get to 1.1? I reckon there's a club out there that would pay 1.1. So uh, interested to hear your thoughts on that. Moving to the cricket now, good win from New Zealand. They're in trouble. They lost three for one against Afghanistan. And Rashid Khan hadn't even bowled out all his overs. And I thought, ooh, ooh, interesting. Not so interesting. They got pumped in the end, Afghanistan. But Davey Warner got a bad LBW decision. So what do you do? You blow up at the umpires. Here's Davey with his radical thoughts on what could happen in future cricket tournaments. Obviously, players get dropped for poor performances. There has to be some accountability. And at the end of the day, if you get a decision wrong, just accept it and apologise. Players aren't going to bite your head off. The umpires aren't going to bite your head off if you ask them the question. They're generally pretty honest. You see it in the NRL with the bunkers. Sometimes they get absolute stinkers. You know, some umpires don't apply the next game. It's there to use, probably, I reckon, for the howler. With LBWs these days, if the umpire gives you out, you probably don't really stand a chance. What I'd like to see, players' stats go up on the board as you walk out to bat. When they announce the umpires and they come up on screen, I'd love to see their stats come up on the board as well. NRL shows those stats. I think the NFL shows those stats. I think it's a, it's a great um, thing for the spectators to see that as well. No, David, no. No, they don't show those stats in the NRL. I don't even want to use a – let's use – who do we do? Adam G, because he had a blinder in the grand final. Let's say he runs out and they go, Adam G. 36% of decisions made last game were incorrect. No, that, that doesn't happen. We're not going to see it in cricket either. Um, yeah, uh, 
Nice idea. That you know what that that is a I dare say a knee jerk reaction when you get a dud LBW decision. But uh, there you go. Brendan Julian clearly listening to the program. It was caller Chris on Monday who said Australia just don't play enough fifty over cricket. Brendan Julian said, "Yeah, absolutely." And they should actually split the test team and the one-day team and certainly the structure of it as well. Brendan McCullum looks after the test match cricket for England and Matthew Mott looks after the ODIs and the T20, so the white ball cricket. But Andrew McDonald looks after all of it. Remember when, even when Darren Lehman was there, he'd say, oh, I'm going to have this tour off because I'm just going to recuperate. It's actually a fair point. I think that's a, a very good point. Uh, news coming out too that because of the schedule next year with the IPL and the T20 World Cup, there's this big window and a lot of the Australians are going over and playing county cricket. What a good idea. If you're a batter that bowls a little bit of dibbly-dobblies, like if you're a fast bowler, no. If you're a wicketkeeper, no. But if you're a if you're a dibbly-dobbler that bats, absolutely. Go and play county cricket. The more cricket you play, the better for you. Uh, I see Scotty Boland's probably one of them, but... He's probably going, oh, I need to cash in on that one. Nathan Lyon, was it? he's apparently locked in negotiations with Lancashire. So he could go and live at 53 Victoria Road, Salford, if he wanted to. Lovely little abode just up the road from Old Trafford, the cricket ground. But anyway, each to his own. Phil War, he's back in town. He was on a alternate radio station. Not even going to mention Deb Knight and all that lot. But uh, alternate radio station yesterday. And he was asked about Eddie Jones and whether he'd been speaking to anyone in Japanese rugby. Here's Rugby Australia CEO Phil War. You know, Eddie said to me uh, that he hasn't had that, and he said that to me a number of times. And uh, you know, I'll take him for, for his word. I mean, it's not my uh, responsibility to uh, speculate or, or go and talk to the Japanese uh, Rugby Football Union and ask them whether they've met with Eddie. But he said no. Um, you know, everyone would be. Um, very, very disappointed if he had, particularly uh, you know, given the stage uh, that we were at going into uh, into the World Cup. Yeah, so I'd be very, very disappointed as well too. And I, the first thing I'd be doing is picking up the phone to my Japanese counterpart and saying, hey, you guys been speaking to Eddie? I don't think that's uh, a, a move that shouldn't be encouraged to fill war. Like, why wouldn't you do that? I, I don't understand why you wouldn't. Do that. Phil's saying, well, it's not my responsibility to do that. Well, it's your responsibility to find out whether Eddie lied to you or not. We still don't know. Everyone's toss of the coin. I don't know. Eddie was asked, did you speak to a recruitment firm? Not to my knowledge. So you didn't know who you were speaking to on the phone. Is that what you're saying, Ed? Sorry, that's not a good enough answer for me. I I need some further clarification on that. Breaking news here coming out that North Sydney Oval has missed out on $11 million worth of funding. It's been described as a kick in the guts. For who? By whom? Oh, Liberal MP Matt Keane. So this is Chris Minns, the Labor Premier, who has cut funding, and he said, I hope it's not because he's a Bulldogs fan. It's not. You know what? This is the best thing ever to happen to the North Sydney Bears and their NRL bid. Why? Because you play less games at North Sydney Oval. Do you want to play four games there or six games there? Play one game, maximum. That's it. North Sydney Oval, have you been there lately? It is not fit to host NRL matches. And $11 million is the classical pig on uh, lipstick on a pig right we said a lot on this program lipstick on a pig at north sydney oval looking forward to the wbbl kicking off there this afternoon a little bit later uh and there's an article in the sydney morning herald uh independent always uh 45 million dollar a year super bowl winning quarterback in the 
American Dream Team flag football team. So that's right. They're looking to get Paddy Mahomes in there. They're looking to get Tyreek Hill in there, who's arguably and probably easily the fastest in the NFL. So it gave us a bit of a talk topic idea for t- who's in Australia's dream team. Any code? Any code? A flag football team for the LA Olympics in 2028. So do you want to be an Olympian? Nelson for solomona would be a, a great tight end, but he's a Kiwi, as was pointed out. Now, James Battle, our technical guy here, he's a Melbourneite who... How would I best describe it? He's learning the game of rugby league. He's a Melbourne Storm supporter. So he's, you know, when they, at Melbourne Storm, when they give you all the information about what happened there, that is a knock on. There will be a scrum form. That's for James. So he said, oh, Reese Walsh, quarterback, after the pass he threw in the prelim final. I thought, what a great nomination. So we want your nominations. Any code. Coach K's got one. We'll get one out of Adrian Prezenko as well. Flag football dream team. For Australia at the LA Olympics. Uh, away you go, 0457 736 736. All right, let's get ourselves to our first break because standing next to me in a great deal of intent on his uh, face as well is Adrian Prezenko, the Chief Rugby League Reporter for the Sydney Morning Herald in the house. All right, stick around.